Thank you for listening to the program. I'm just sitting here looking at this event that is so profound to where heaven is opened and John, from that viewpoint, sees him upon a white horse and those that are his following him uh, in similar fashion down to the earth and he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And I was looking at that phrase because the seven vials, if you remember there in the seventh trumpet, it says the angels come out of the temple in heaven and no one is entered, allowed to enter back in the door after that until they've poured out that judgment upon the earth. And that judgment is uh, very specific and ends up the seventh vial is the great earthquake, which shakes down the mountains, as it were, or as it were, they really do. They'll still be there, but they're not recognizable, and the cities are, are not either. But that's the seventh vial. And then the hailstones of uh, weighing 50, 100 pounds, that the plague, that's the end of the seventh vial. And as it were, that's what it says. It fills up the wrath of God, of the Father. And this is, I don't know, you could say I'm speculating, but not really. They are real persons. Now, they really are. They always have been. They always will be persons. They are the Father and the Son. They have one spirit, but they're two persons. And so the wrath of the Father in that respect, would be one thing, and his wrath another. Remember when he cleared out the temple? He was angry, and they saw it. He had actually couldn't take it anymore and cleared it out, cleaned it out. Now, he didn't hurt anybody. Here, he actually does cause the death of hundreds of millions of people and men in one battle. One battle to end a war that has been thousands of years going on, he ends it in one battle, as it were, right here in one hour, because at the end of the kingdom, fire just comes down and consumes the millions that have compassed the city. There's no no battle. Here, they're gathered together to make war, and I believe they probably, for what it's worth, throw their ability to call fire down from heaven, the Antichrist, or whatever, and, and it, it has no effect. In fact, the light from him actually causes their eyes to consume away in their head. And, uh, but he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Isaiah said when he comes, the Messiah, you call him eternal, the eternal Father, the everlasting Father, the Almighty God. And yeah, the, the one that saves, the Savior, the Messiah, the Emmanuel born God, all those names. But still, he's called Almighty God. So he is in spirit Almighty God. And that doesn't mean the Father wouldn't have this wrath. I'm just trying to point out that the Lord himself comes back and treads the wine press alone. And he does it. And if you were watching from a distance and saying, the, what's the guy doing over there? Oh, he's, he's treading grapes in the wine press, the part of the harvest, you know. No, the one guy there jumping up and down. Oh, he's really angry. Uh, he's really angry. And uh, he's, see, and so one thing I want to say to know about God, there's several fundamental things to me that must be believed. One of them is his love, if not the, he is love. And his love, just like this, is unconditional, just like this can be a 
very bad judgment. And his love, who's going to look at a room of babies just been born and say, oh, I don't know, half of them there, I love them, the other half, I hate them. I don't know why. What have they done? Nothing, but I hate them. Well, no, nobody would say that. And God doesn't either. He loves every spirit he has ever made. I am confident of that. Now, he may hate everything they've done virtually like Satan, Lucifer, but at one moment, at one time when he was first made, the anointed cherub, the shining one, well, of course they loved each other. Surely they did, just like Adam and Eve and the Lord. When, and before things went wrong, they did, and, and his love knows that. So it's unconditional in the way for the person versus what they do. So this here is judgment handed out, vengeance, uh, justice, a vengeance, uh, our blood on them, is they get exactly what they have coming, and the record is set straight, and they can and do pay for what they did and that's what's happening not because he hates them because this looks pretty rough here when you get to looking at it and i was going to talk about that about the angel standing in the sun crying out with a loud voice saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of the air i guess vultures and everybody else i don't know but all the carnivores that eat gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great god and i remember back when i was first saved i thought you know that's a little rough uh, gather yourselves to the supper of God. You, they're going to kill hundreds of millions of men, and y'all gather yourself together and eat their flesh. And they do. I fail to see how that's symbolic, actually. I, I don't know. I, I just would take this as real to me, that they're gathered together to make war, and this is what happens, that the birds wind up. And I thought, wow, uh, no, he's very angry, and I do, I'm not trying to be disrespective, but really, in all reality, the seven vials the Father would say, my wrath and what happened is, is satisfied. I think the Son would say, I was the one, though, that went through it and made sin. The Father was not. He was made sin and lived this life and went through it, and he would say, I think, my wrath is filled up when I go back and tread the wine press, and I will make things right, and they will account for their deeds. That's just how it is. So anyway, I thought, that, and to look at that, to not get the wrong idea about why he would do it, is that that is how bad it is. They have that coming. They really do. That they honestly have, because at the first, if you go back to like the war that's lasted for thousands of years, began between Christ and Lucifer, the anointed one, the cherub. He made him first creature, just like Adam in the garden there, same, but the same very first thing, creation, before the foundation of creation, the glory he had with God. He said, I want to come back and enjoy that before I ever did any of this creation. And the Lord, nothing was made that he didn't make. He knows it all, holds it together, and does all of it. So before he did that, though, before, as it were, the man and woman have a family, then things change after that, and it's never the same as it were before. That's a pale example, but, but still it's like that. To where then that he would say, and the father be able to say, because he wasn't made sin, he turned his back and had to leave. And God cried, the Lord cried out, why have you forsaken me? At the last moment, drew his last breath, and it was done. 
And and so the father, though, did not, was not made sin. The son was. That's how it would work, and that's the only way. Both of them had been. What do you, what do you have? Uh, so it had to be that way. But in that way, I'm saying the father could say, my wrath is filled up. It really is. The vials, that'll do it. The Lord would say, well, mine almost is, but until I take care of something real quick, it won't be. But so he treads the winepress in anger and hatred for everything they've done. That's why he would call the birds in and they would begin to gather. And those soldiers, the armies, they're gathered together to make war, but they haven't yet. And they see the clouds, the uh, birds gathering. And the sun's almost put out as, what's this? Tens of millions of birds coming in doesn't look good. Uh, it doesn't look good at all because I see the vultures circling the lowest and they look, that they doesn't look good at all. I think we're going to die. I think, like Revelation says, we're being, they're called to the great supper of God. They're going to eat our flesh off our bones. And I got to thinking about all this all because of something someone asked me as well. Uh, you say their flesh consumed away while they stand on their feet. Well, then what flesh is left for the birds to eat? Well, it's because there again you try to say too much without being clear about it. But you go back in Zechariah and try to finish out here and look at this. Uh, but the big picture is that back when he created him, they loved each other. The father and son and Lucifer there, as it were, at the beginning, he loved him. But iniquity was found within him. Just like Adam and Eve didn't trust God or whatever, they sinned. And every creature will. So then Lucifer, though the epitome of evil, the personification of it, decides to hurt God in every way possible. Leads a rebellion of his own children against him and forces him to destroy them, as it were, and defeat them. And leads uh, the angels, a big part of them anyway, in rebellion against God and is thrown out of the city, I think. The gates are locked and thrown, whatever. But, and then on down the road, he causes throughout human history uh adam and eve and cain and from the righteous blood of abel on i mean look at what he's caused the pain and suffering uh, and to hurt god that's i am confident at the beginning i don't trust you i don't just like he told eve he really believes that you can't really 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 trust god because he has only his own interest at heart i don't truly believe i believe he believes that or i believe it would be impossible if you didn't to be like he is but he does believe that and he will always believe that but believing that it was easy enough to deceive another creature into believing the same thing because that's what you want to believe the opposite is no i'm completely wrong and he's completely right that's a little too much for the creature to say almost no matter what but still when he lives in you it is at least possible to say and you're still you, though, just like he and the Father are one, but two persons. And he said, I'll live in you, we'll be one, be like us, we'll all be one. And that's the truth of it all. But here, uh, what he had to do in order to make that, all that, he hates evil. I mean, like we wouldn't even know. He hates evil. So much so that here, they get what they have coming. And yeah, that'd be terror. That really would be to see the clouds and the birds just keep circling. And you know you're fixing to die and they're going to pick your bones clean. <laughs> yeah, Even in a small example, that'd be bad news. But this is worldwide, supernatural, as it were, just unbelievably. And you say, well, that, that's a little too much to torment. It caused those men. They're going half insane. 
No, they cause people to go insane. That's the threat of being killed or children killed in front of their eyes, their eyes burned out and all that. Then this happens to them. That's what they have coming. He's making things right. He's carrying out justice. And so that's how I see the birds and everything. And then the example of the, the plague is that uh, it says, this will be the plague. The Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem that have come together there, gathered together to make war. His feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, and this is what will happen. Then their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet. And or the you could say even or... It, their flesh may consume away, but their sockets, their eyes are, are still there, and their mouth is still there. Their tongue consumes away in their mouth. And maybe their mouth, but if they're totally consumed, then there again the question was, well, what's left to eat? Well, a whole lot's left to eat because there's one thing that's easy to leave out, but it makes all the difference here to say. Their flesh consumed away while they stand on their feet. Their feet are not, that's what I mean. I think it means their flesh is consumed away while they stand on their feet. Their eyes, their flesh, it's, they're consumed away in their sockets, not their whole head or flesh. And their tongue, it's consumed away in their mouth, not their whole mouth and throat and everything. So as it were, and I, I was looking in the Old Testament, I'm sure you remember a couple of, three times even, that happened to where the armies were confused and for one reason or another, an outright supernatural God brought a discomfort to them, and they turned on each other and slayed each other in the darkness or not or what. And here, like a wild animal, you put out their eyes and, and cut Well, uh, then you, you haven't even known their fury until you do that. So as it were then, and it says it'll come to pass then in that day. When he does that to them, and they realize they're fighting against the Lord that can, with a word, consume their eyes, or with his brightness, they don't have a chance, and they know it, but still they're so hard, they gather together to fight against him. And this is what he does to them. And it'll come to pass in that day, a great tumult, that means a discomfort, a great confusion from the Lord will be among them and everyone will lay hold everyone on the hand of his neighbor his hand will rise up against him they'll kill each other so in one moment they're all gathered together to make war the next moment as it were they've lost their eyesight and their ability to communicate and they go insane which they already are but they're it's all the way and they come unglued and then they can't see a thing they have no eyes they're in total blackness and they like it says in the Old Testament, they are so confused and out of their, they draw their sword and kill each other. So you got hundreds of millions of men killing each other almost within seconds or a minute, however long it takes until then it says uh, that uh, here in Revelation said the remnant then, whoever was left was slain by the sword of him that sat upon the white horse that came out of his mouth with the word. So. He is that exact and that complete in justice after the battle and almost all of them have killed each other and the blood runs out of there like a river and their eyes and tongues are gone. Yeah, but most of their flesh would still be there. That's plenty for the birds to eat. And it still is a rough picture, but it shows you go back to the beginning. Look at the love story that is even between the father and son before creation. And then to have the children, have the family, have Lucifer, make him, and all that, the first creature. 
then that changes everything. And then for that creature iniquity to be found within him, and him of all people, given the most power and chance and authority over everything, to still not trust God, just like Adam and Eve, not trust him, and still rebel. And he did. And he's hurt God as bad as he possibly can, and he will not quit. Because at first there he led the rebellion, kicked out of the city and all that. And then the time comes here at the end, it says Michael and his angels make war with him and kick him out of heaven. He falls to the earth. He's angry. He knows he has short time, three and a half years, possess the Antichrist, rule the world as it were like that because he knows the Lord's going to come back and put him out again down into the pit even further away. But still here, the idea is he's not going to quit making war. And all of them gather together, put all their powers together, as it were, supernaturally to fight against him. And they don't even really get started, though I think they make an effort. And in the end of the kingdom, they don't really even get started. They just compass the city and afraid to attack, I would imagine. <laughs> but still, by the millions, the sand of the sea, it says they gather. And they're gathered together just like this over again. Satan never quits. He will always do the same thing over and over. That's insanity. And he genuinely is insane uh, with evil. And so the Lord is, he hates that. And he's showing the accountability that, that they have here. And it's, you say, well, that's a little rough, them eating their flesh and everything like that. I've seen the films where they take the bodies of the hundreds or, or thousands they've killed and dump them out like garbage for that very thing to happen. So he would say, well, no, they've done that. And this is what they have coming. And still love the baby, but hate everything they've done that's evil, or a whole bunch of it anyway. And even some people are not that bad. That, and then they turn bad, and then they're real bad. Satan, right at first... It was the greatest love story ever. They, it was the beginning of it all, but it went just like the Garden of Eden. It went bad. And then the love, you say, well, I uh, know what you mean. A marriage, a man and woman, they can love each other and think they do and pass every lie detector in the world that they really genuinely do. But in the right circumstances, given time, they can almost get to the point uh, one might have to say to the other, you know, I still love you, but I'm going to have to stop you. And actually... It's going to look like I hate you, but I do love you, but I hate everything you've done. I've got to stop you. So here the Lord is stopping it all with this battle. He's stopping it. He's stopping man. He's stopping Satan. He takes over, rules the world, and allows them together again, but there's nothing that happens. He just consumes them, and it's over. There's no battle. So in, as it were, and, and truly, this here is a battle to end that whole thing. And he's put up with so much and had so much patience and long-suffering and paid so much that then play all that out, the big picture, all of it. And then we're the saved and not even the lost. And it's by grace, not by anything we were. And it's just by grace of him that we are those that belong to him. And then we take that and do what the humans, the lost element would do, and that's choose their own way. And then we're saved and he lives in us and pays for that and makes that a reality. And then we say, thanks, but no thanks. I'll still do it my way. Wow. <laughs> That's why he says in the letters, I think I'll fight against you then. So he'll have to do to each of us 
and cleanse us just like he does to mankind here basically and, and cleanses the whole thing here and makes it clear that's why they say hallelujah it means you're going to take care of it clear it up and make it right and two i was looking at john here he sees all this he sees him mounting up and he sees the army he sees everybody ready to go and the angel said to him write this down now you're blessed because you've been called to the marriage feast of Christ, and he, it's just about to happen. He's going to go down there, and we're going to defeat the enemy and rule the world. These things are true. The sayings of God, they're true. And I, John, fell at his feet to worship him. And he said, no, no, I'm your fellow servant, and of your brethren, I have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. See, you'd say, well, if that's all he ever said, there's not that much difference. No, there's not. They are people they're persons they're made a different way in a different place a different yeah just like here on this earth it's different for all of us but still they are creatures and that's what he says exactly don't worship me i am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony i believe in jesus Let's worship God. Don't worship me, and I won't worship you. It reminds me of Paul and Barnabas. Uh, it, it, I guess I don't have a good sense of humor, but it, it was funny in a way because they were doing the miracles and everything, and they called them the gods of uh, Venus or Jupiter or something like that. And Paul and Barnabas, and you could see knowing Paul, I mean, and he was tearing his clothes, throwing dust there, saying, no, stop, <laughs> don't worship me as that, please. And they wouldn't hear him, no, no, no. So I don't know. It's The angel is like that, please, Paul or John, don't do that. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't worship me of all things. And John would have known. He was so overcome with the hallelujah that, Thank God Almighty, finally, the day has come. He's going to make things right. Not in the way of torture and revenge. Okay, they paid their sentence. They're fine now. No, bring them back out. Let's do it again just for the sake of it. No, that's not it. And if we think that, that's why I was told by a preacher, well, my Lord wouldn't come back. The Battle of Armageddon ain't going to happen anyway. He wouldn't do that. No, he will. And he's right in doing it. He would be wrong if he didn't. So when you think of, try to remember those things, and it helps in studying it. He's doing what even, I guess, honestly, he wouldn't want to do, but he has to do. He's responsible. He said, my father has made me judge of all. I have to make it right. And justice is the idea of a vengeance, of vengeance, is to carry it out, uh, eye for an eye, as it were. And uh, anyway, it should make us value our salvation more and more and more and more. If we even just look at anything it says, it will come down to that. It will strengthen your love for him, his love for you, and your willingness and my willingness, all of ours, to do the one thing he said. Just don't have any unforgiveness towards anybody. Let me take care of vengeance. I will. I will repay. We do not have to worry about it. It's the greatest freedom that he could bring you. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Thank you for listening to the program.